Welcome to Matt D'Elia is Confused. This is Matt D'Elia, also known as M. Diesel. And M. Diesel is no longer in Montana. He is back into retirement as an actor. You will soon see his return to the screen. But in the meantime, I'm fucking back in L.A. And I'm, I'm happy about that because it's not two degrees in LA. Uh, but speaking of degrees, if you listen to the show, it's anything you know about, it's how fucking unbelievably hot it is in the room I record in. And I'm already sweating. Not even a minute into this episode. And I'm already sweating. By the way, it's been a while since I did an episode. Here's what happened. I was in fucking Montana. And by the time I finished in Montana, I felt dead fucking tired. I got a little sick. Thought I had COVID, didn't. Uh, got in my car, came back, felt dead still. Got sick, was still sick. Thought I had COVID, didn't. Um, and now I've rested. I'm back to being Los Angeles M. Diesel instead of Montana M. Diesel. And everything's good. However, here's what's not good. So just a little story before I get into anything. Uh, but first, yeah, no, I want to be clear though. I apologize for the delayed episode. This is like, uh, I do an episode every week and I've done that for a while now. Um, but I'm, I'm sneaking it in at the end of Sunday and that seems like, like cheating and it kind of is so, but it is Sunday. And so maybe it'll be a halfway Sunday service episode, maybe drop it at midnight, do a midnight mass. But yeah, before I get into any topics of interest, uh, what's going on? in this fucking confusing world simulation world that we live in. Um, so on the movie now, now on movies, when you make a movie, you, you to, to make it with any of the unions, you have to prove that you're safe and you're not going to, you have to constantly test for COVID and you have to make sure nobody goes out and leaves the bubble of whatever your bubble consists of. If you're on a TV show in LA and you're staying at home, it's different. But if you're on location in the middle of nowhere doing a movie, the only rule is really you have to stay amongst yourselves as much as possible. This is how you make sure someone doesn't, some asshole doesn't go out, get COVID, party in somewhere locally and bring it back into the bubble and everybody gets sick and the whole movie shuts down and people's hopes and dreams are fucking dashed. So it's really... For anyone working on the movie, for anyone who cares about working on the movie that they're working on, it's less about you don't want to get sick. Obviously, nobody wants to get sick, but it's more about one person brings it in. He or she's going to obviously test positive. You've got to test every two days. And when you brought it in, you're going to shut down the fucking movie and ruin the movie, stop the movie, dash people's hopes and dreams. Because on every movie... Every movie for at least one person is someone's fucking baby, someone's love child, someone's blood, sweat, and tears. So if some fucking asshole goes out and brings COVID in, you're literally putting everything on the line for those people whose hopes and dreams are pinned to this movie. If you're just some fucking bit role actor or, you know, a swing grip, you might not care that much. But a lot of people deeply care. And for that reason, respect the fucking system that's set up. Whether you think COVID's over, uh, 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 overblown or whatever, it doesn't matter. The rules are the rules and the movie's going to get fucked. Unless, obviously, you're doing Batman. Robert Pattinson gets COVID. The movie's not in jeopardy. They just fucking pay everybody a couple extra weeks. Test everybody before they come back to work a couple times. Then they get back to work. No big deal. But on a low-budget movie on an independent movie, or even not necessarily low-budget movie. Most movies have only X amount of dollars to spend. They can't really go over. Anyway, I digress. What I'm trying to get at is some motherfucking fuckhead who will rem remain nameless, even though his name is Aaron. See, I don't usually like to drop people's names, and I'm not going to say his last name. But now I don't give a fuck, because this fucking idiot 
did his fucking best to fuck everything up. So we're making this movie over uh, Halloween. We're shooting between, like, from the middle of October through October, the end of it, into November. Which obviously crosses over Halloween. Meanwhile, production was kind enough to give us its own fucking, our own Halloween party that everyone could come to. Not everybody came. Aaron didn't come. Aaron had other plans. Aaron, the fucking boom operator, who obviously doesn't give a fuck about anybody else, went across state line into Idaho. First of all, don't ever go to Idaho. Even if you're in Montana, that's not a good reason to go to Idaho. It's the same shit. It sucks there too. It's not like Vegas is right there. Then I'd be like, ah, all right, it makes a big fucking difference. You're going to go from Montana to Idaho? Why? Why Idaho? <laughs> uh, why Idaho would you do that? And so he goes, doesn't tell anybody, because he knows it's fucking naughty as hell. When you know you're being naughty, when do you ever tell anybody what you're doing? You don't, because you know it's fucking naughty. You don't want other people to know you're being naughty. You think you're going to get away with it. And he did get away with it. Nobody caught him. Nobody was like, tsk, tsk, you fucking went to a Halloween party in Idaho. Why Idaho? The fucking guy obviously doesn't tell anybody. We get tested on Tuesday. The Tuesday we're back from that weekend. Then on Thursday, he gets pulled out of fucking lunch and gets told he has COVID. Now, the producers are in a scramble. What do we do? We know what protocol is, but it's still new for everybody. So they tell us all, we got to quarantine for four days. No one really knows what happened. But I know what happened. And not to get too far in the weeds about the fucking details, but I was outside. I happened to be outside when this fucking idiot fucking Idaho fuck, this party animal, a Halloween party in Idaho, dude. You jeopardize people's hopes and dreams. Fucking, you're so selfish. Everybody here is part of something bigger and you got to go out and fucking party. It's just like a perfect microcosm for how fucking dumb everyone's being. It can't just stay. You can't just go to the, our Halloween party. You got to go to fucking Idaho Halloween party. Why Idaho? You fucking asshole. But I was outside when he got pulled out by the COVID person. It's called COVID compliance, by the way. That's like the name of the job. Who's in charge of COVID compliance, which sounds so bad. If you're trying to make restrictions and rules go down easier don't name the department that handles it don't put the word compliance in there everyone's instant reaction to the word compliance is like i'm not doing it i don't comply for nobody especially fucking here you know i don't listen to anybody i do what i want and because of fucking fuckers like aaron who don't care about other people's hopes and dreams who only care about himself the movie had to stop and literally almost killed the movie. And we almost had to stop making the entire fucking movie. We had to add two extra days. We had to take off fucking the rest of Thursday and Friday. And then through the weekend, still, because the test results weren't coming back quick enough. We needed two results to get back to work. And then the motherfucker made a shutdown on Monday, too. And if we didn't get back to work on Tuesday, it would have been over. So thanks, Aaron. I hope you're listening to this. In fact, I'm going to find your fucking email. And I'm going to send you... No context. I'm not going to give it a subheading. I'm not going to give the email a heading. I'm going to send it a link to this episode. And I want you to listen. And if you're listening now, and I hope you are, you can stop listening now because I'm done talking shit about you. And I don't, want, I don't want you to hear. I don't want you to hear any more of what I have to say. You don't deserve it. You have COVID. You probably still have it. You probably gave it to some other motherfucking people. Because you don't care about people. But I, I, I guess the reason I'm talking about this, not only did it bother me immensely, but moreover, it, it, why can't you just not go to a fucking party? And I'm not indicting you, listener you. You might not be like Aaron. But I'm, my guess is a lot of you are like Aaron. And you just don't give that much of a fuck. Which is fine. I don't give a fuck if you get COVID either. What I give a fuck about is that people keep spreading it and making shutdowns 
or shutdown-esque shit happen. In LA, now there's a fucking curfew again. I've been hearing about curfews in other parts of the country. It's getting way fucking worse. It's worse than it's ever been right now. And it's all because of motherfuckers like Aaron. Actually, Aaron, I hope you still listened. I hope you didn't listen to me because I know you don't like to listen to anybody because you do whatever you want. So let's hope you stuck to form and didn't listen to me when I said to stop listening because now I'm still talking shit about you and I want you to fucking hear it. It's because of people like you that everybody else can't go to a fucking restaurant this November. It's because of fucking people like you. So thanks, Aaron. Why the hoe? Why the hoe'd you do it to us, man? And it's not even just about stay home. Do all the things you have to do to not spread it. You don't have to be home, but don't fuck. Always wear a mask. Always be fucking. And here's the other thing. The fucking dipshit, turns out, didn't give it to anybody. You know why? Because everybody was wearing a mask. And the COVID compliance person that was on the movie made you wear a mask. And so the only reason all of us motherfuckers didn't get it is because everybody was wearing a mask, which was annoying as fuck. But guess what? We did it. And guess what? It worked. Fuck you, Aaron. Despite your best efforts. All of our hopes and dreams persevered and pulled through. Despite you. In spite of you. So, can't stop us. Anyway, enough about that. So, uh, it's been a while. Obviously, the very last episode I did was a post-election recap. Things aren't that different now. Because guess what? Joe Biden still won. It's app. I just want to remind everybody, though, how fucking crazy right now is. The president, the the person who is currently president, is saying he won the election when he lost the election. The election wasn't close. It was less close than the last election, which wasn't that close. You can make an argument that it was close because the states that ended up flipping it for Trump in 2016 were were narrow margins. Joe Biden won by the exact same score or electoral vote total that Trump won by in 2016, which is strange, actually, but perfect. But he won the states that Trump won in 2016 by way more than Trump won them, except maybe one of the states was, was not much more. Anyway, Biden won by like 5% in the popular vote. Trump lost by 2% in the popular vote in 2016. By every measure, Biden won, and he won handily. By the time all the votes were counted, it was not close. I'm sorry, everybody, but it was not a close election. Biden won by more than Obama beat Romney by, and that wasn't close either. If you think this election was close, you got to tell me that 2012 was close, and it wasn't. And I have no, I'm not taking any pleasure in this. What I'm doing right now is telling you facts. Facts that are true. Now, what it appears to be, if you look online, it appears that everybody who wanted Trump to win thinks he won and is claiming, as Trump is doing, claiming election fraud. Now, there's a few things I want to talk about here, but first and foremost, I want to say Joe Biden won by a lot. That's first. That's the end. That is a full stop fact. There's nothing else to that. That is the end of it. But Trump, just to remind you of how strange everything is right now, despite the fucking pandemic, despite everything else that's been fucked up about 2020, If you look at his Twitter feed, he just, in all caps, I won the election. You know what I mean? Just just absolutely wrong shit. I won. He's literally the president now, and he lost, and he's saying he won. Hey, man, no. I challenge you, any of you to, here, I'm going to do it right now. I'm going to go to his fucking Twitter account and see what we got. 
just thanking people who are her posting videos about how he won. Every single tweet is tagged as as uh, this claim about fraud, election fraud, is disputed. I'm not tired of winning yet. Will appeal. Wow. He just, yeah, yeah, there's two, all caps. We won the election! Exclamation point. The media is just as corrupt as the election itself. You lost. Okay, here's the other thing. For any of you who believe that's true, he has said this about every election, even the election he won in 2016. Because he wanted it, there was a whole uh, commission formed to look into election fraud in 2016 because he was convinced he won by more because we all know it pissed him off so much that he lost the popular vote deep down inside. Even though he called it a landslide when he won 306 to 232, which is exactly what he lost by this time, which he's saying he won. Hey, man, you just say whatever you want. That's not how life works. It's how it's worked for you until right now because you finally fucking lost. He formed a commission in 2016 to look into election fraud. They found nothing. When he lost, the first caucus was in, is in Iowa. And in 2015, when he was running for the nomination over fucking dipshits like Dead Cruz, Marco Pubio, Mike Fuckabee, and the rest of that game, Jeb Kush, <laughs> um... He claimed that the Iowa caucus was rigged because Ted Cruz won. He just does this. Why are people who... Here's the thing that makes me even the most mad. Are the people who quote, claim to be objective thinkers and say, well, we should really look into this before we put the stamp of approval on the election. Why? Talk about the boy who cried a wolf. You don't get to say it every time and be taken seriously every time when you've been wrong every other time. The leeway this motherfucker has, and every everyone on the right has to fall in line. At the very least, they have to say, well, we should look into it. But those people piss me off the most. Because they're clearly not crazy. They clearly know. They know they're fucking bitch-ass, wussy motherfuckers. They just don't want the people who love Trump to get to stomp all over them. So they got to get right in line too, like fucking dead crews. Lindsey Graham, motherfucker, you know? But all these motherfuckers, it's, it's everybody except Clint Romney. And even he hedged it first. And, and, and Trump has this one lawyer uh, named Sidney Powell. She's a fucking... She looks like she's in that movie Nothing But Trouble. That really fucked up, scary comedy adventure weird thing with uh, John Candy and Dan Aykroyd as those like crazy looking fucked up people. Chevy Chase and Demi Moore. Fucking, if you don't know it, you don't know it, all right? But Sidney Powell's real fucked up looking and says the most fucked up shit. She was Michael Flynn's lawyer. And she's convinced there's a coup against the president. Saying the voting machines were designed by Venezuelan communist dictator Hugo Chavez to ensure that he never won, he never lost an election. And that's the one, that's the election system that we're using here. Because, gee, if we should use anything from anyone, it's a voting system from Hugo Chavez. Inaccuracies top to bottom. It's not even worth picking apart. It's just false shit. And every time they have a news conference, whether it's Sidney Powell or Rudy Giuliani, which, by the way, just to deviate for one second, if anybody saw that Rudy Giuliani press conference the other day, oh my fucking fuck. 
the dude had look, what looked like shoe polish or hair dye streaming down his fucking face because he was sweating. He had a little hanky thing in his hand. He was wiping his face. He was missing it. It's like, dude, you got the right idea, but you're missing the thing you got to wipe. Wipe in the right place. You literally have brown, dark brown streaks of hair dye dripping down your face while you're telling us to trust you. That's a bad look. Okay? No one's going to trust you. It's like beyond farce. It's beyond absurd. They need a new fucking word for it. The president's personal lawyer, who's making $20,000 a day from the presidential defense fund, which, how is that legal? They're asking citizens, random motherfuckers, MAGA people all across the country and world, I'm assuming, to send them money for their legal defense to fight for these election fraud claims which are like one for 40. They're getting tossed out faster than fuck. But yeah, Rudy's out there. He's in a press conference. I'm going to provide evidence. He's got fucking just streaks of dark brown hair dye mixed with sweat pouring down his face. Hey, man, we don't trust you because look at you. And then the question is, well, when are we going to see the evidence? Well, that's not how this works. We don't show evidence. That's literally basically their line. We don't show evidence at press conferences. We wait till we're in court. That's not even fucking true. Show it. Dude, they did the same shit with the Hunter Biden laptop controversy. This has proof that Joe Biden's the most corrupt politician in American history. Oh, yeah? Well, what's on it? How, let's see it. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll gathering it all. Okay, why? Why are you gathering it? Just put it out. Well, there's a little bit, and, and what the guy who worked with Hunter said, said, said it backs it up. So, you know, we, we just we want to make sure it's all, what the fucking show us the evidence? If there was smoking gun evidence that that was true, hey, a lot of people who would have wanted Joe Biden to be president would see that he's a corrupt and think, ah, never mind. I don't want that. But there is no fucking evidence. And just like with the election fraud shit, Rudy's up there, I have evidence, I have evidence. Well, where the fuck is it? The reporter asks. And then Sydney steps forward. If you only understood how this works, we have verifiable claims. We don't want to blow up the witnesses' spots. And we're going to save it for court. My fucking ass, dude. Anyway, the long thing that I'm getting at is Tucker Carlson fucker Carlson who uh, is terrible he's actually great at his job which is just upsetting but his job is basically to rile up Fox News the Fox News audience his show I think it's called Tucker Carlson tonight his show is the highest rated cable news show ever that means ever ever in the history of ever by a lot. Huge microphone. Huge platform. And the other night, he prefaces that, you know, we got to look into the election fraud claims and what he presents what Rudy said, which is not much, but he presents it as legitimate, which it isn't. But, you know, he knows who he's talking to. He knows who butters his bread. And then he ever so delicately brings up Sidney Powell and he says it's important if she has evidence that we learn what that is. I personally reached out to Sidney Powell repeatedly to try to get a statement on the evidence that they have. And because he can't be 0% of a news reporter even though he's a complete entertainer and it's I believe, considered entertainment. It's not even called a news show anymore. He still can't just completely lie, I guess, maybe. I mean, he must, in his mind, he's got to draw the line somewhere, I guess. And he drew it here. And he said, Sidney Powell presented me with nothing. 
And if she has something, it's imperative that she show it because Biden's just going to walk away with the election. He won. Unless she shows us something. She's got nothing to show. Now, Tucker fucking Carlson is in the crosshairs of these people. Tucker Carlson is now a rhino and not MAGA enough and not a patriot. He's a traitor. He's a communist. He's probably a fucking pedophile, right? Because he doesn't agree with everything you crazy motherfuckers say and do. But this is a fucking perfect example of why no one is willing to speak out, not toe the ridiculous party line that the election was stolen when it wasn't. Because when you even slightly do, when you even slightly call into question what the fuck these maniacs are doing, even if you're Tucker fucking Carlson, who is a god to these people, he is their microphone. He speaks for them. He's as much of a populist tapping into that fucking nationalistic populism that Trump was tapping into. It's a different version of it. And I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'd rather Tucker Carlson be president than Donald Trump. But it's the same kind of shit that they're tapping into. America's the best. It's time America become the best again. Well, which one is it? Anyway, even Tucker Carlson cannot escape that wrath of the absolute insane, please sell my dial another retweet. When you retweet the craziest motherfuckers on earth, guess what the craziest motherfuckers on earth do? They're emboldened to curry favor and please sell my dial another retweet from the president. And the president happily obliges. Oh, This is a conspiracy theory that Obama had all of SEAL Team 6 killed because they didn't actually kill Osama bin Laden and Obama and Biden couldn't have anybody know. Interesting. Retweet. Obviously, the fucking craziest people in the world are going to be emboldened. Just profess undying love for him and tweet something that makes him look good or makes his opponents look bad. Someone named Donald Trump will retweet it. But yet Tucker dared to call into question his insane lawyer, Sidney Powell. And now the crazy please motherfuckers have Tucker Carlson in their crosshairs. I thought only the left fucking ate itself. These motherfuckers are having a day of it, though. You're going to fucking try to tear down Tucker Carlson? He's like your main asset. But these motherfuckers don't care. They're just trying to curry favor with Donald Trump. They don't give a fuck. They just say what he says. And there's a the, my my one of my go-to right-wing watch motherfuckers. That guy Rick Wiles, the guy who talked about. I mean, this doesn't sound like a real thing, but I talked about it on the show. He talked about putting the which wasn't even one yet, but putting the um, vaccine for COVID-19, bending Bill Gates over and putting it in his anus. Okay? So that's where this guy, Rick Wiles' head is at. But now, see, Tucker Carlson pissed off Rick Wiles because he doesn't agree with fucking everything ever that Trump ever said. God forbid. But this is what happens. This is what they do to these motherfuckers. Oh, you don't agree with everything we say? Now... You're part of fucking Pizzagate. No bullshit. Here's the proof. Here is the fucking clip of Rick Wiles and his weird fucking co-host Lemming motherfuckers trying to link Comet Ping Pong Pizza, which if you remember was at the heart of the Pizzagate scandal. It's why it's called Pizzagate, where apparently John Podesta and Hillary Clinton and every fucking Democrat ever that ever existed, and probably John McCain too, and George Bush too, probably, because it's all QAnon shit, and they're evil according to them. Their deep state, according to them. Okay? But yeah, this was the place where apparently they would all commune and be pedophiles and Satanists. So now, Rick Wiles, after hearing Tucker Carlson talk shit about Donald Trump's lawyer saying only true things, Tucker saying only true things in this instance, and Rick Wiles can't handle it. And the irony is that his show is on a network 
called True News. And everything Rick Wiles says, when you watch clips of him behind him, it says True News over his head. Now, if that's not the fucking epicenter of absurdity, I don't know what it is. Anyway, here's the fucking clip of him and his dipshit co-host. Tucker likes pizza. Oh, boy. Tucker likes pizza. Uh, we see where this is going. Yes, this was, uh, I thought this was a joke when I first saw it. This is the co-host. It's not a joke at all. No, it's a joke. Trust us. Well, what's wrong with pizza? Uh, well, like there's pizza. a certain pizza restaurant. By the way, I love how Rick is pretending he doesn't know these things and leading it out of his, his co-host. There's four dipshit dudes sitting around his table looking like they're in the back of a fucking shitty restaurant with just like a tablecloth over a table. And these four maniacs. Okay. Tucker Carlson, uh, not just uh, uh, visits or, or not just attended, but, but actually is a VIP regular. At According to the Washington Post, this is an article dating back uh, to July 8th, 2007. It was titled Game for Pizza. Now, in the article, there's a, there's a very interesting segment about the people that come to Comet Ping Pong Pizza. Comet Ping Pong? I've heard that before. Comet Ping Pong Pizza. Pizza. Look, he's leading it out of him. Hmm, I've heard that before. Just, just hey, hey, don't do the act. Just say the crazy thing. We don't need to believe it came up organically. You know what I mean? You're going to be crazy. Just be crazy. That's the restaurant by uh, Tony Alifantis, uh James Alifantis, rather, the man that uh, associated him with Oh, Tony back in 2016, Desk. Comet Ping Pong Pizza. All oh, right, that one. Uh, Pizzagate. Yeah, I mean... They called it Pizzagate, Tony Ping Pong Podesta. Yeah, I mean, he, he's <laughs> held fundraisers for Tony Podesta and went to his house. You tell me that Tucker Carlson, he gets pizza over... They Comet? all hang out in the same places. They go to the same parties, they eat the same pizza. Maybe that's where he meet. He, that's where he first met up with Tucker Carlson. I mean, Hunter? With, uh, with Hunter Biden. Maybe they, together they got pizza over Comet Pizza. But look, we, we- True news, you know? No, there's there was uh, with that smoke of Pizzagate, there was fire. But no journalist, no media, ever investigated it seriously. They downplayed it. Maybe Hunter and and Tucker share more than pizza. And there you have it. True news. The hard hitting reporting. True news. Rick Wiles of True News. This is why these wussy ass motherfuckers don't speak up and say the truth because dumb motherfuckers and all the fucking army of MAGA people will come up talking shit like Rick Wiles is saying maybe Tucker and Hunter shared more than pizza fucking true news okay alright I'm gonna take a break and be back in a minute okay don't go anywhere. Matt D'Elia is confused. We'll return right after the break. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed. So you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And I'm back. And I was going to maybe talk more about uh, what I was talking about before. But you know what? I'm not going to fucking do that. Because the election's over. And everything else is just a whole bunch of bullshit. And a whole bunch of people being fucking dipshit fraidy cats. Afraid to say the thing that they already know. Which is that Joe Biden fucking won. And everybody's just there to fucking entertain a big fat bully bully guy. Big fat bully guy president. But whatever, it'll be over soon. I'm just going to talk about other shit now. Uh, 
I was this morning. I woke up as I do every morning so far. One day I won't wake up, and that day I will be dead. But until then, I'm not dead. And I woke up this morning, <clears throat> and I well, I I was like taking me a minute. I was drinking my coffee. I was like looking at shit on YouTube, and I've been reading this book, this epic two volume. Uh, piece of nonfiction about Hitler called, interestingly, Hitler. Uh, and it's written by Volker, Volker Ulrich. And so I've been like, as I've been reading it, I've been thinking about Hitler. And not to get too into the weeds about the actual history of it, but I, I'm interested in post-World War One Europe and how all of the worst, and the East, and how all of the worst things basically in the 20th century happened, which happened obviously in Germany and Eastern Europe and Russia and China. And it was just a fucking crazy century, and I'm fascinated by it. And so I've been reading... Uh, I, I, as you may remember, I read this big epic Stalin book and I moved laterally onto this fucking Hitler book. And so I've been watching like clips because the one thing I, I feel like I never understand about Hitler is how the fuck, you know? I think that's the thing everybody's always trying to figure out. How the fuck? Is this a thing? How did this fucking absolute utter maniac do this? How did he get an entire fucking country behind him? And so I've been watching like clips and shit and it's it like because you watch clips you will look at more clips of the same thing in youtube the algorithm the algorithm will feed you more and more and more and more right of the same thing cuz it knows you're interested in that so i'm like watching one hitler video and then i'm watching another hitler video and all of a sudden Another, some other video comes up. And I'm not learning, just to close that loop, I'm not like learning more about Hitler. Because whenever I see Hitler speak, I'm like, what? He seems so fucking angry. Why would anybody want that guy? Oh, he's also talking about killing Jewish people. Why do you want to follow that guy? And obviously, to contextualize it in time and place, that's why you read the fucking book. But I'm not understanding more, and, and, and whatever. You know, I don't, I don't want to spend my fucking entire morning watching Hitler. So another video pops up, and it's uh, just randomly. The, the, the fucking, remember the Micro Machines guy? I would do an impression, but I can't. But he, 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 anybody old enough to remember, he taught, he's this fucking, uh, the fastest talker ever, right? He talks so fast, it's like, there's no way to even believe it, right? It's like, uh, I mean, he's in the Guinness Book of World Records. He's known as the fastest talker ever, and he would be in a ton of commercials, right? And he would be able to, like, fit long pieces of, of, I don't want to call it dialogue, but long pieces of writing, a lot of words into the short 30-minute, 30 30-second 30 uh, commercial. So he'd get hired all the fucking time, and he became known as the Micro Machines guy. For whatever reason, this came up as like the next video for me to, 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 to watch, and I don't know why, but it did. Maybe I've Googled him in the past. Obviously, I had been Googling and searching Hitler shit. I know why that shit was coming up. But all of a sudden, the Micro Machines guy. 
And it's an interview with the micro machines guy, an interview about what it's like to be the micro machines guy. And they're asking him, I heard you could say, uh, what was it? What was it? Uh, there was some song he could sing in like 20 seconds. It was like, I think it was, it wasn't bad, but he did bad by Michael Jackson as well. But there was some other fucking song, whatever. And he's being like such an asshole about it, you know? And he's just like, well, you know, this is how I do it, you know? It's like such a cocksucker. Whatever, man. You were born with that skill. No one, you don't get credit for that. Let's think about skills like that, or really most skills at all. You were born being good at it. Or at least with the aptitude to be good at it. Who gives a fuck? That's why I don't like watching interviews. Because there's just people with whatever gift they've been giving talking about it. It's like, it's like when actors watch interviews with actors. Who gives a fuck? They're good at acting. Um, but yeah, I'm watching this thing and I'm, and I'm, and I'm just kind of, kind of realizing like, um, my brain isn't wired for this, you know, what I mean by that is my, like to, to go from watching a couple Hitler speeches at like 7am or whatever it was which are like fucking boggling my mind in this one way. Then all of a sudden autoplay and I'm now watching an interview with the fucking micro machines guy. And my brain is just like doing it, just picking up from where it left off. I'm going from thinking about Hitler and why people rallied around Hitler, what kind of time and place and kind of person could possibly support such a terrible person. As their leader, you watch the crowds and you're like, oh my God, fucking Nazi Germany seems like the craziest, most fucked up place ever. And obviously it's, it's fucking one of them. And my, my head's all, all wrapped up in that. And I'm thinking about, wow, this is fucking crazy. Like, what the fuck is all this shit? Just my mind's going as, as a mind does. And then all of a sudden I'm watching the fucking Micro Machines guy. And it just made me think about all the absolutely insane shit that are fucking by just by existing in this world now. All the fucking crazy shit that we're putting in our fucking mind is is unfucking believable. And we don't even notice it. Going from Hitler to the Micro Machines guy, and we're just like, ah, it's, it's YouTube. That's not a thing our brains are uh, have the capacity to do in general. But I do it basically every fucking morning. Some mornings I'm like watching a Chuck Berry performance. And then suddenly I'm just randomly watching a, a, a sunrise in Australia. And then I'm watching like some fucking 1993 Sunday service from Jimmy Swaggart. And I'm just like, I'm interested in all of them for one reason or another. But it's just like, nonstop. we don't even fucking think about it. Brains ain't built for that shit. I don't even know what it means. I don't, I'm not even complaining. I'm, I'm sort of marveling at it. It's fucking insane that we do it and don't think anything of it. <clears throat> God, that Michael Machines guy was such an asshole, though. Just like being, the way he's treating himself in an interview, it's like, uh, or the, like the, the reverence that he has for what he does. It's as if he is fucking uh, Gandhi. He's just so, so self-important and shit. 
Um, I, I would say watch it and see how much of a cocksucker he's being, but actually don't, you know? Um, but wow, the Micro Machines guy, you know? The fucking Micro Machines guy. I'm just thinking about him. I loved Micro Machines, dude. Oh my God, I love them so much. Wow, kids are so dumb. Kids are fucking so stupid. Micro Machines, if you don't know what they are, you're a loser, straight up. You're a straight up fucking loser. But they're just micro cars, like the size of a thumb, not even. And they would roll around wherever you'd push them. And that was it. They weren't motorized. They didn't make a sound. They were just looked like cars and you'd push them around. And that was what a micro machine is and was. So kids are dumb because they like shit like that. Another thing that caught my attention over the last few days was this thing about, I guess, okay, so I guess Vogue magazine has never had a man on the cover, a man alone, like a single man. I didn't realize that, and I I read it, and I so I don't know if that's true. I'm assuming it is, though. They never had just a man alone on the cover of their magazine, okay? And for the first one ever, they had Harry Styles on the cover alone. Which is fine. He's like one of the most famous people in the world, and... Women and girls love him. And if the magazine is for women, it makes sense if you're going to put a man on the cover. Fuck it. Might as well be Harry Styles, right? So they put Harry Styles on the cover. But they put him in a dress. Which is not that interesting, obviously. Uh, Just in general, it's not. But they, uh, they did it. And from what I have learned after the fact is that he, he's actually always wearing dresses. It's like a thing he's known to do. This is what I've learned in, in, in the aftermath of, of, of the whole thing having gone down. So he's a guy who wears dresses sometimes. He goes on the cover of the magazine. He's wearing a dress on the cover of Vogue. Vogue, obviously, is generally, as I've illustrated earlier, for women. It's a magazine that's for women. Harry Styles, first man on the cover, wearing a dress. Great. Gives a shit, right? Well, even though it's a thing he's done and known for doing and is a fucking famous guy, he gets absolutely crazy attacked from right-wing media people, okay? Right-wing Twitter and shit. Candace Owens freaks out, bemoans the... the, uh, the fading ideals of masculinity or something like that. I think I put it more eloquently than she did, but, but she's, she's pissed. You know what I mean? She's pissed. And then Ben Shapiro gets in on the act and people are pissed. You know, the culture war has been ignited because Harry Styles is on the cover of Vogue magazine in a dress, a magazine for women who love Harry Styles. And I'm assuming the women who read Vogue love dresses. Seems like a fit. It's the thing Harry Styles already does. He already wears dresses sometimes. Couldn't make more sense to me. But because it got caught in the crosshairs of the fucking... I'm really sticking with that metaphor today. Of the fucking culture war machine. 
This shit is just absolutely manufactured out of nothing. It's nothing. It is a non-story. But now all of a sudden people are talking about the, 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 the fading, what was it? I'm going to find exactly what she said, actually. Candace Owens said, uh, oh, 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 here we go. Owens decried it as an example of the, quote, steady feminization of our men and said, quote, bring back manly men. But what about, I have, I have a, one thing that I want to say, but what about who gives a fuck? What about that? What about Vogue can do whatever it wants? It's not a fucking thing. He's wears dresses sometimes. He's on the fucking cover of the magazine. He's a huge star. And he wanted to wear a fucking dress. Therefore, who gives a fuck? It was just such a, like a crystal clear uh, manifestation of what the culture wars have become. But the thing about something like that, that fucking is annoying, that I just, just realized, it's just talking about it, that the people who are decrying this are the most free market, no regulation, embrace capitalism motherfuckers that there are. Candace Owens, Ben Shapiro, people like that. This is what they constantly preach. All of their grievances that they'll tell you about sort of line up behind this, these core ideas. All of them are either directly related to or somehow connected to capitalism. So to break that down, Vogue is putting Harry Styles on the cover of their magazine. The first man ever to be on the cover of their magazine. Why are they doing that? Hmm. Probably to shake things up, to have an issue that seems special so more people give a fuck about it, more people buy the hard copy of the magazine, and more people click on the story and look at the pictures on their website. And gee, why would they do that? To be good people? I'm sure there are many, many people who believe that showing men in dresses is important at Vogue, but I guarantee you there are more people at Vogue, at least just as many, but also definitely more, who want to make money. Because when they make money, they have more money. And when they make money, they have job security. Harry Styles is on the cover of Vogue magazine in a dress to sell copies. Harry Styles himself is on the cover of a magazine being the unique self that he is so that his fans love him more. You could argue he's maybe reaching even a wider audience on the cover of Vogue. Of course he's going to fucking do it because that way he'll make more money. He'll be more popular. Vogue and Harry are entwined on this issue. Issues that people like Candace Owens and Ben Shapiro should ostensibly support. No regulation could be construed as, well, yeah, do whatever you got to do to make some fucking money. And all these motherfuckers are, oh, I lean libertarian. Yeah, until some guy wants to wear a fucking dress. Then these fucking assholes, they stomp on it because they want to make money. Candace Owens, oh, this is my, she's fucking rubbing her hands together. This is my fucking territory. I'm going to start a culture war thing. And ben Shapiro's like, oh, that's, that's my territory. And then everybody's trying to fucking get attention because this is their cash cow. Everybody's, my point is, everybody's doing it for the same fucking reason. So Candace Owens, shut the fuck up. Ben Shapiro, shut the fuck up. You make money your way. You live your life your way. You don't want to wear a dress? Don't wear one. The fuck do you care what he does? 
and I'm just going to go out on a limb here and I'm going to guess you two don't read Vogue anyway. Coming up on the end here, I guess there's not. Um, I, I did have one sort of absolute non sequitur realization today. And it was this. There are beaches in many, many areas of the world. Beaches like ocean and sand. You know, they even have areas there, there, there are beaches in states you would never even think about. Many states, not in the middle of the country, all of them have one kind of beach or another. Also, everyone's always talking about how they want to be at the beach. So why the fuck is every part of civilization not at or near the beach. That's all a true thing. Like people want to be at beaches all the fucking time. I'm assuming that's always been true because beaches are nice. I don't even like the beach, but everyone does. You get some sun, relax. It's peaceful. You get nature. It's nice. People love it at the beach. People have always loved the beach. Why are there places to live anywhere that's far away from the beach? There's plenty of beach. Everybody could always be near the fucking beach. How often do you hear people, I wish I was at the beach. Blame people who built shit. Because everybody loves the beach so much, everything should have been built closer to the fucking beach. Or, dare I say, on the fucking beach. I've seen beach so much. Why didn't anybody start building shit and putting it away from the beach? That's bad planning. Put shit closer and put it closer to the beach. Put it closer in general. Everything's too far, you know, always. Put everything closer and put everything closer to the beach. There's plenty of beach. You build you build it wherever the fuck you want. And why would you choose anywhere but the beach? Everybody loves the beach. You want to sell your fucking property? You want places people to come to your place? Put it near the beach. Put everything near the beach. Beach, 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 beach. I mean, I'm saying this. I don't even give a fuck about the beach. The beach fucking sucks. You just get sand all over you? Like, what? And then nobody lives close to the beach. So you got to go to the beach. That's the annoying part. To go to the beach, you got to go far. If people listen to me and what I'm saying right now, back when people were starting to build areas, back when areas were first a thing, The areas that were built should have been near the beach. Um, before I go, there's just one more thing on Right Wing Watch I wanted to play. Let me fucking find it. Oh, here's Rick Wiles again. Just to cap it with some election stuff. Uh, So Rick Wiles has a problem. He has a problem with America. He believes we're facing a satanic communist takeover that will crush the church. And he believes Christians must prepare in a certain way. Forgetting entirely that Joe Biden is a professedly and has always been a religious man, he's Catholic. Forget all that. It doesn't fit the fucking narrative. So Rick Wiles has a warning 
Okay, here, here's Rick's uh, warning here. Okay, here we go. This is a coordinated global takeover. Nope. It's right out of the pit of hell. No. This is satanic. Satanic. And its target is the church. It is to shut down every church. It is to shut down every Christian. What? So that nobody will worship God. And nobody will share the gospel. No. That's what it's all about. No. Fucking no. Do people believe this shit? No. The church. That's why we have to stand up. If we die, we die. There's more. Hang on. Let me find the rest of this shit. If we die, we die, though. We have to go out publicly in the streets and shut down their system. So vague. You have to opt out and show them that you're not participating in it anymore and you're not intimidated and you're not afraid to die. And if they shoot a hundred people in front of you, you got to stand there. I mean, what is that leap at the end? <laughs> you got to go and you got to tell people you don't stand for it. And you got to go out in the street and let them know. Okay. I'm kind of with you, Rick. I mean, at least I follow the logic. It's very vague, but I get it. You're like, sort of like, generally rounding up Christian whatever. And then you just go to, if you, if a hundred people get shot in the street, you, first of all, that's a, that's a huge leap. Nobody's going to get shot in the street. Do you know what I mean? But then there's another leap and that it's, you should just stand there. Hey, no. I would advise anyone, if you are in the street and a hundred people get shot near you or, or anywhere, actually, anywhere on the street, even remotely within striking distance, I'm going to suggest not just standing there. I don't care what religion you are part of. If it's Christian, Muslim, Jewish, Jehovah's Witness. Don't just stand there. Go somewhere else and report it to the police. But yeah, that's the fucking fruits of all the all, of all the labor that the president and his fucking lackeys are um, bringing to bear. There are people like Rick Wiles telling his supporters that they're about to get shot in the streets for some vague reason that they're standing in the street. So crazy. You know what I mean? Like, just what the fucking fuck that's crazy. Um, But that's what's going on. And here at Matt Delia is confused. M. Diesel keeps his finger on the pulse of that. So you don't have to. It's a good place to end it. Uh... Get your merch uh, before it goes. I think it's it's everything. I believe everything is still in stock, but, but I think we might need to restock soon. Uh, so get it before that happens. Uh, Mattalia.com slash store. Free shipping on orders over $100. Get your shit. Send me a pic of you in it. I will be happy for the rest of the day. In the meantime, COVID is absolutely annihilating the united states so avoid that don't be like aaron don't be a fucking uncaring fuck avoid getting it so more people don't get it and so you don't get it so the world can get back to normal quicker thank you you fuckers that shouldn't be hard and it isn't for a lot of you but some of you are just making it seem like it's fucking pulling teeth We get it. Nobody can tell you what to do. No one's trying to. Everyone's just trying to get the world back to the fucking some kind of normal. So yeah, if you can, stay on. Or at least wear a fucking mask. Thank you. Uh, Alright, I'll talk to you soon. It won't be as long of a break as it was between this and the previous episode now that I'm back in LA. 
I'm a Los Angeles M Diesel, now not Montana M Diesel anymore. All right, I'll talk to you all soon. Love you all. Take care of yourselves. Okay.